Kenny Payne's program got some great news this week when it was announced that four-star freshman point guard Tyler Johnson is eligible to play for the Cardinals this season. On today's episode of the Locked on the Louisville podcast, we're going to discuss what this means for the team, reasonable expectations for Johnson this season, while also discussing the current up-to-date rotation. With that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credentialed media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. I also do some PA announcing work for the university in various sports. I want to take this time to thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the Locked On the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, including YouTube, five days a week, your team, every day. The long-anticipated wait is over. It was announced earlier this week that four-star freshman point guard Tyler Johnson is eligible to play for the Louisville Cardinals this fall. Some much-needed news for Kenny Payne's team. We'll talk about what this means for the team this upcoming season. We'll identify and discuss what reasonable expectations are for Johnson in year one with the program. And then we will um, talk about the up-to-date rotation for the Cardinals, uh, who will start, who will be the key reserves off the bench, and more. So to begin discussing this ruling, you have to look back at the timeline here. This is obviously great news for Louisville. And I'll be honest, myself, along with a lot of other people, weren't optimistic that Johnson was going to be ruled eligible for the Louisville Cardinals this season. It seemed like with the timing, how long it was taking to get a ruling, um, Johnson committed to the Cardinals program back in late May. Um, he had recently, before that, decommitted from Memphis um, this was back on April 24th in which he decommitted from the Tigers program and then committed to Louisville less than a month later on May 22nd. And seemingly pretty soon after that, there were some rumblings as to whether or not Tyler was going to be eligible for the Cardinals this upcoming season. Now, we discussed in various mailbag segments, you know, whether or not he was going to be eligible and at the beginning, I essentially said, I'm not going to entertain it because I have not heard anything. But it seemed that where there was smoke, there was fire. And it definitely uh, was a discussion that we were eventually going to have for a couple of months. The coaching staff and company remained confident that he was going to be granted eligibility. The fan base, on the other hand, was... For the most part, I feel like skeptical. There was a good portion of fans that were cautiously optimistic, but I think a lot of people would be lying if they said that they knew what was going to happen. We were just kind of waiting for any type of a ruling, and better late than never, the Cardinals got word on Tuesday, or it was announced on Tuesday, that uh, Johnson was going to be eligible for this team. So what does this mean? For this year's Louisville team. That's the main question that we have to discuss. And like a ton of debates surrounding the Louisville basketball program over the past year, 
the opinions are very, very different. There's not much to compare in terms of like-minded thinking here. You either feel like it feels like it feels like obviously you don't have to be in one or the other uh, style of thinking, but it feels like there's one portion of the fan base that feels like Tyler Johnson's eligibility means that the ceiling of this team is going to be considerably higher and he will help this team significantly right away. Now there's another portion of the fan base that says, Hey, he is a four star. Sure. But he's a low ranked four star. He's a freshman. We know, you know, with this program historically that not a ton of freshmen come into this program and produce right away. And you look at college basketball in particular, and mainly the freshmen that are ranked in the top 25, top 30, minus a couple of underrated standouts are the ones that perform highly and end up being one and done recruits in college basketball. So it seems like there's two different schools of thought here that couldn't be any more different from the other. And as I've said on this show multiple times, I feel like my opinion and my analysis on the matter is probably somewhere in the middle. Like I understand both arguments, but you have to understand number one context. What role is he going to be playing on this team? Number two, um, I mean, is he going to be projected to be a part of this rotation, which obviously is yes, but just how much of an impact is he going to play? So we're going to try to answer those questions throughout the duration of this episode. But for this team in particular, you've got your starting point guard. That is Sky Clark. Your starting two guard, I know that this is a positionless era of basketball, so you don't want to get caught up too much in the um, specific positions, but you still have to have players that can fill those roles, that can handle the ball, that can you know score for uh, you know create scoring for themselves and for others as well. I would expect that Mike James, Trey White are going to be the two names that get talked about the most when it comes to starting alongside of Sky Clark. Now there is no Trenton Flowers, so I think that that's what makes this ruling for Louisville that much more critical because um, you look at the offseason, the way that Kenny Payne and company handled the offseason. They went out and they got a couple of transfers. They got Sky Clark from Illinois. They got Danilo Jovanovic from Miami. Um, but outside of that, they opted to go with youth over transfer portal experience. Um, and like I said, that is completely up to the coaching staff. But when you lose one of your top guys – in Trenton Flowers, who was the top-ranked recruit in the class, um, for whatever reason, you know he left. The bottom line is he's not going to be playing for Louisville. So the focus for this team was you're completely revamping the roster, but you didn't do so via the portal. You went with youth in the form of um, you know high school freshmen, highly ranked. Uh, recruits coming into the program. I'm sorry, high school seniors, sorry, not high school freshmen, incoming collegiate freshmen. So um, not to say that that was wrong to do so. That's just how Kenny Payne and company decided to operate in the offseason. So there's no flowers. And now the possibility of there being no Tyler Johnson 
then you're looking at a totally different situation to where the only incoming freshman that you have would be Caleb Glenn, Curtis Williams Jr., and then a JUCO transfer in Karan Davis. But losing Flowers and then not having Johnson eligible for the season would have been two large hits for this program and for this year's team specifically heading into the year because it directly affects your depth. Uh, Flowers was expected to play a ton. Tyler Johnson expected to fill the backup role. So that is going to help me transition into this next point, kind of tying it all together, was that Louisville didn't need a starting point guard in terms of what their roster was already looking like. You know, according to Kenny Payne, you know, Sky Clark was, you know, the replacement for L. Ellis. Um, the focus was going to get more guard play, something that the Cardinals did not have last year. And, um, you know, we could talk about Karan Davis, Mike James, Trey White, maybe even Curtis Williams Jr. potentially filling in that guard position. But in my opinion, none of those guys were true point guards. Tyler Johnson is. That's what makes this ruling so critical for Louisville is that regardless of how you feel about how he's going to play this season, I think that it is pretty obvious that Tyler Johnson is going to play a decently significant role for this team in terms of being a backup point guard. I think that Hersey Miller is going to play um, about as much as he did last year, but I don't necessarily think that he was going to be the backup point guard for this team. Um, so you now have the backup point guard. Another issue with last year's team is when that starting five or when the key scorers went to the bench, it was a matter of, okay, who on the bench is going to rise up and give Louisville solid minutes in that second unit? And sometimes we couldn't answer that question. So um, having a solid option off the bench to be able to handle the basketball and create offense for others is something that um, I think is huge news for Louisville. Regardless of what you think about this team, how you feel about the current roster, what your expectations are for Tyler Johnson this season, I think we can all come to an agreement that this news is pretty solid in the scope of where this rotation is because you could have been in a dangerous spot to where you're almost like you almost like where you were last year to where Sky Clark replaces L. Ellis, and then you have some hybrid guard wing players that aren't point guards trying to fill that role. So um I look at this as pretty solid news, but the main question is, what are reasonable expectations for Tyler Johnson this upcoming season? We're going to answer that question here momentarily after we talk about our friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you get your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn to your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. 
Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen of the day. Obviously, we're talking about basketball, but don't forget um, Locked On continues to kick up our college football coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find the Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it, so be sure to stay tuned. We're continuing on along in this basketball episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. Obviously, some key news uh, this past, well, actually not this past week, just a couple days ago. Freshman point guard Tyler Johnson has been ruled eligible, will play for the Cardinals this season. Um, I think it's big news for the team. But just how large of an impact is he going to be expected to make for this team? Now, granted, we already discussed that it is likely that he's going to play the backup point guard role. And for the most part, I think that I would caution those to believe that he's going to come in right away average double-digit scoring, and be a possible one-and-done level prospect. I think that that would be unfair to him to suggest that because I think if he were to uh, perform pretty well but not necessarily meet those expectations that I just mentioned, I feel like um, it sort of skews the um, definition of realistic. So I think the thing we have to understand here is we need to have an honest conversation about um, you know freshman players and how much of an impact that they play on a certain season. For the most part, yearly, time and time again, the players, the freshmen more specifically, that make the largest impacts are recruits in the you know five star range, you know top forty recruits. Now, granted, there are exceptions to that. There are players every year that outplay their ranking because not every ranking tells the true story. Not every ranking is end-all, be-all. But where Tyler is ranked, he currently, according to 247sports.com, he is ranked on the composite as the 80th best prospect in the country in the 2023 class. According to 247sports itself, 118th. He is ranked as a top 20 point guard in the country in a top three player from the state of New York, six foot native of the Bronx, played for our Savior Lutheran School before he um, went to the overtime elite league. And um, he actually played pretty well against some top players um, against Rob Dillingham, against the Thompson twins, Amen and Asor Thompson. Um, in the past season, in the overtime elite, he averaged 18.4 points per game. assists per game, 4.8 rebounds, and 2.5 steals per contest. So he obviously made his mark on the overtime elite league. Now, granted, it is very polarizing the way that people view this league. Some view it as, you know, a larger opportunity to prove oneself outside of the college ranks, sort of like the G League, and some view it as an absolutely unserious league with lack of defense, sort of an extension of AAU ball. Um, But we've seen players come from this league and be able to play well uh, in the professional ranks. So obviously time will tell. Um, Me personally, I think we have to be realistic here. I'm not saying that Johnson can't play a key role for this team, 
but I also caution those to believe that he is going to take this team from being, um, you know, a certain level win team and raise the ceiling considerably. I think that when you add any type of a backup point guard, who knows that can translate into a couple of extra wins. I'm not, you know, refuting that point, but I, I think that if you view Louisville as a fringe, um, NCAA team, maybe the addition of Johnson does put you into the field. But if you view Louisville as a bad team that doesn't improve much from last year's team, I doubt that he's going to be the player that puts Louisville into contention in the NCAA playing field. So I guess the expectations really depend on what your take is on this year's Louisville team. Do you think that they're going to be much improved? Do you think that they're not going to be much improved? Very polarizingly different viewpoints for this fan base. Um, I think that they're going to be improved, but how much is the question? So obviously we will be uh, getting those answers here in a a little over a month. Um, I personally am in the wait and see approach. Um, I like the pieces on this roster. It's a matter of, you know, bringing that cohesiveness to the floor and uh, being able to um, compete as a team. Um, I think that Johnson is going to give you very solid reps off the bench. He's going to be able to create for others. He's going to be able to uh, create for himself as well. I think that personally he's the best true passer on this team, even as a true freshman. Um, you know, he isn't the tallest guard, six foot, um, you know, a little over 160 pounds, I believe, but he's a very solid microwave scorer. I think that, um, you know, we've seen from his highlight tape from his film, he's very tough to stay in front of. That first step is extremely explosive. Um, he does a good job of finishing around the rim uh, and utilizing his size to his advantage, despite being a smaller guard. Um, it's pretty impressive how he finishes uh, close to the rim. Like I said, averaging over six assists on the AAU circuit. Uh, close to six assists in the overtime elite league. Um, I think that he's a player that has the potential to be a pretty solid facilitator in the ACC has to limit turnovers. um, But obviously he's pretty young still. So the things that um, I worry the most about his game, three point shooting consistency, he shot under 30% this past year and the turnovers, but like I said, he's still young, so there's the ability to create for others there. Um, I like the the three-level scoring opportunities, but I think that he's really going to make his money using his hesitation moves um, off the dribble, being able to get into the lane, kicking it out to open shooters, etc. If he's able to get that three-point shooting level up to even five points higher, you know, 32%. I think that that makes him a respectable shooter. Um, Defensively speaking, I think he's going to be a guy that um, could definitely be solid in terms of creating turnovers and then leading the fast break. But I would like to see him become more of a solid defender at the next level as well. So realistically expectations, I mean, I I think he's going to have to, Um, continue to improve three-point shooting, improve decision-making, improve defense, but he's got the tools there. He's got the scoring arsenal, the ability to create for himself off the dribble, create for others, uh, shoot off the dribble in the mid-range as well, but also very shifty with the ball in his hands, create separation, um, you know, on the dribble drive, 
toward the rim. So realistically speaking, I think we're talking about a player who could be a potential sixth or seventh man off the bench, um, you know, potentially anywhere from, I mean, maybe 20 minutes per game, a little bit more than that. I don't necessarily think he's going to average double-digit scoring, but I do think he's going to play a key role. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there were high expectations for a player like Fabio Basili last year. And I remember coming onto the show and saying, let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. Let's see what happens before we put these high expectations on this player. And um, he didn't necessarily have a good year. Now, granted, I think Johnson's going to have a better year than Basili did last year, and he's going to play a larger role. But um, inside the rotation, I think that he's going to be the backup point guard. But what does the rotation look like? We talked about Sky Clark starting, but who's going to fill out the starting five? Who fills out the rotation? Who's going to be the odd guys looking out? Um, uh, odd guys on the outside looking in, I should say. Uh, we will discuss that here momentarily. Before we do that, I want to thank you all again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen of the day. We're very closely approaching 400 episodes of the Locked On Louisville podcast. This podcast launched back in August of 2021 and just passed 1.7 thousand or 1,700 YouTube subscribers and even more um, audio subscribers as well. So I definitely appreciate all the support and um, love that has been shown this podcast. So I want to say thank you all again. But heading into the final segment of the show on this special preseason basketball episode of the Locked On, the Louisville podcast, Tyler Johnson is eligible for the team. I expect him to be the backup point guard for the Cardinals, but there are multiple spots to fill. And we've had this discussion before, but we're a little a little ways away from the from the season, give or take about a month. What does the rotation look like? Well, like I said, I think personally, I think Sky Clark, Mike James, and Trey White are all starters. I think that Trey White could end up being the, the best team or the best player on this team. Mike James, the only double digit score at the power five level a season ago, and Sky Clark is going to be the point guard for this team. And then you have a, a couple different combinations. I think it's going to be one. Uh, well, actually, two of the three between Brandon Huntley Hatfield, Emmanuel Corfor, and JJ Trainer. Personally, I think Huntley Hatfield is going to start, and it's going to be between JJ Trainer and Emmanuel Corfor at the other spot. Um, I could see a situation to where either of those three are coming right off of the bench. So um, I think that that's where you're looking at in terms of the starting five, the rotation after that's where things get a little bit tricky. Obviously, Tyler Johnson at the backup point guard position. There's a lot of opportunity now, now that Trenton Flowers has gone to play overseas. That opens up a lot of opportunity um, for guys like Karan Davis, Caleb Glenn, Curtis Williams Jr., Danila Jovanovich. I think that, um, you know, Tyler Johnson, JJ Trainer, and Dennis Evans are all going to play a role for this year's team. So you're looking at eight players right there in terms of a collegiate rotation. I mean, it's very seldom that you're going to see all scholarship players get key minutes. I mean, it's hard for guys to get into a rhythm that way. I mean, the 2015 UK team that had two platoons of starting cal starting five caliber platoons at the 
power five level, they didn't even use all of their scholarship players. So um, I, I think you're probably looking to where you're going eight, nine, ten deep at the most. So if Tyler Johnson is the backup point guard, JJ Trainer is going to play. You're at seven there. You would assume that Dennis Evans gets some time there unless he's just not ready which I think his defensive abilities protecting the rim is going to help him see some time. So you're at um, a pocket of the roster to where there's four guys essentially competing for like two spots, maybe three spots, depending on how ready Dennis Evans is. I think that from what I've heard, Karan Davis is going to play significantly for this team. You know, I don't think that he's a point guard, but I do think that there is a role for him to be able to be a, a potential volume scorer off the bench. Um, a player that can use his athleticism and potential three-point shooting to be a scoring spark off the bench. It, it's really – I don't necessarily think that there's a conversation to be had about Karan Davis because I think he's going to play a good amount. The question is, it's like one of the three between Caleb Glenn, Curtis Williams Jr., and Danila Jovanovic are going to play a significant role. Um from a roster standpoint, it would make sense that Jovanovic would play that role because he just redshirted from Miami, uh, but he only played two minutes last season. So it's essentially almost like he – I won't say he's like a true freshman because he has a whole season practicing against collegiate players. Miami was a very good team last year, so obviously you would assume that he improved. Um, but there has been a lot of talk, a lot of good talk about Curtis Williams Jr., a lot of good talk about Caleb Glenn about Danilo Jovanovic. I think that there is an avenue that we could see. I could see situations to where each of the three would see some solid time. Caleb Glenn is, in my opinion, a type of player like a Dwayne Sutton to where he's um, maybe not the greatest offensive player right away, but his intangibles, his hustle, his rebounding abilities, his uh, strength for his size would help him in the backcourt. He's more of a uh, I'm sorry, at the front court. He's more of a front court player than uh, Curtis Williams, who I think projects to be more of a of a guard. Um, you have the defensive upside there, the three point shooting. I think of the three, I think if you made me choose who fills out the rotation, it would be Curtis Williams Jr. But I could see either of the three playing a significant role. So that's going to be the main question here as we head into the first couple of games is to see, okay, what is going to happen with this rotation? Who's going to see the time? And more importantly, who's going to be on the outside looking in? So hopefully we will get some answers to these questions when the season starts. But that's going to wrap up this basketball edition of the Locked On, the Louisville podcast. Everyone have a great day to find the show on all streaming services. Be sure to stay tuned to this graphic. Just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcasts.